Hey, Dan team, we are on just at the start to let you know that the hashtag live tickets are on sale December 19th, Classic Grand in Glasgow. Get your tickets now. It's going to be an amazing night. We hope you can join us. Live music from Mr. Misa Ross, Ross Ferguson, special guests, Frank Sinatzi, Santa and Scott's pal. David Haddingham, a wonderful comedian, also live performance from TBF, the uh, Belgian uh, Northern Irish trans internet sensation acid duo. And uh, it's going to be great. It's the first hashtag live since uh, COVID. In two years, mate. In two years. It's, it's going to be epic, man. So we hope you can join us. December 19th, Classic Grand in Glasgow. Hashtag live. It's a Christmas miracle. Get on the website, hashtag show.co.uk. Ticket links are on there. Or you can go to see tickets and search the hashtag show. Get them now. It's going to be, you know what I miss? It's going to be epic. Now, everybody, come on. Let's go and listen to episode 152. Enjoy it. Enjoy the episode. And we'll speak to you all soon. And heroes, enjoy the extended version. Get your tickets. We'll see you in December. All the best. 21.5 gallons. Calm down. I just want to add to that wee song, that wee ditty there you sang there. Hey, episode 152, if you're Catholic or Jew, we don't care. Come on and join the podcast, the hashtag podcast. If you're a Protestant or one of those strange religions that believe with guys with snake heads and elephants, we don't care. Come on, we just want to share our Snowflake anti-information on the hashtag show with my friend Scott Gibson and yours truly, Cheeky Mal. I saw a dentist the other day, not to see one. I walked past a dentist and in the window, they had written, they had written, everybody welcome. And I thought, no no way, man. They ripped us off. (laughs) And I went, legal no, nobody's safe, my man. I just went in the, I went in the reception. She was like, uh, "Are you here to do this?" And I went, "Nobody's safe, my man." And she's like, "What? Nobody, my man. Nobody's safe, my man." Push my two, my two hairy neeps right up to the glass. And I was like, "Sandra, nobody's safe, my man." <laughs> no, I don't. And right, and just went like, "Can, can I speak to the head den- dentitionist?" <laughs> the head, the head, the head practi- <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you can tell. I've been to the uh, the the, uh, the barbells this morning to get the uh, get trimmed and whatnot. Uh huh. Did you go uh, for the peak or just the wee sort of the wee sort of trim kind of thing? Because I know your message doesn't like the the Vulcan no, no, peak. I've gone. I, I've had to get it rounded. The ball. She doesn't like the she doesn't like the, the pins. The, the, the when I get it shaped into like a triangle, a sharp. I like that. I like that. I like it as well. But hey, you know, I, I love the missus. And if I, well, if I want, if I want a happy life, you do as you're told. So yeah, ha- I get happy it rid of dead wife. 
Normally I get one of the other boys, uh, but I got the gaffer the day, right? And even when I walked in, oh. there was nobody there, right? So I walked in and he went like, my man, I was like, my man. I says, uh, I want you for that time, boys. And he, he got up out of his seat and came over, right, with a, with a good gown. And I went, oh, I'm getting a gaffer the day. He went, sit down, sit down. No. He oh, is, a Turkish gaffer. Well, this is the thing. It's a Turkish barber's. But they're not Turkish, they're Kurdish. Uh, right? But they're kidding on the Turkish just to get aye, because everybody knows a Turkish barber. You think that's the uh, that's the uh, you know a Turkish barber in the barbering world, Turkey is, is number one. You know, it's champions. Well, League. it's kind of like the McDonald's or barbers. It's just they've got the biggest well, franchise. I but they know like if, if you've ever been to Turkey and you get a proper Turkish barber, you know, you're like I know that they boys know the way about an open It's razor. a craft. It's like it's like a it's like a barista. You know, it's like a yeah. like there's boys who will who will grow up going, see when I'm old, I want to be a barber, and these dal shed a tear. They'll be like, that's good, my man. So Father, see when I grow up, I want to be a barber just like you. You shut your face and you jerk kebab, son. <laughs> see when you're older, Abdul, you can get two jobs, mate. Barber or kebab chef. That's it. No, I want to be in, in films. Listen to me, man. You're going to shave faces or shave beef or lamb, whatever that's, that's all you're getting. Yes. The last thing you want to be is gay like your cousin Frank Hatchpo. <laughs> we have to kill him Frank at midnight <laughs> in front of the whole village. You do not want to be a gay like Francesco. <laughs> we shaved his ass and then his penis. <laughs> we stitched his ass solid tight. You we paraded him about the village and then we burnt him alive. It's what? the only way you can get rid of that sickness. <laughs> we watched this Im- imitation game the other night as well. I, I only just realised that, you know when they, you know, people were like, in the old days when they were given chemical castration? I thought it was like... What's basically- chemical castration? Well, this is... You know the imitation Death by game? chemical, a lethal injection? <laughs> no, the film about um, Alan Turing. The guy really? who basically... Oh, here we go, man. I already regret going doing this. There's a film called The Imitation Game. And it's a, it's a film about... The uh, what would you call him? An inventor, professor, a guy called Alan Turing, who basically invented the Enigma machine, which broke the Nazi code, which stopped the war. Right? Hey, listen, I've got to stop you right there. Unless there's a part one, two, and three, I I'm know, more fucking I know. interested. Well, right? he's, 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 <laughs> it'd be quite hard because he's dead. So there's only a part one. So I mean, it'd be long, a prequel. Long when story short, and blew up things. Uh, in the Second World War, the 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 army, right, or Ministry of Defence, brought in a whole lot of people to try and crack the uh, Nazi um, code, right? The, right. The, so every morning, the Nazis would send out uh, coded messages, and then at midnight they would recalibrate the machine. So you basically only had a day to crack the code, right? So they brought in all these code breakers, and Alan Turing was one of them. And Alan Turing decided that instead of sitting down and trying to decipher the codes, he was going to create a machine that would basically be able to decipher the codes every single day. Right? And it's a brilliant film. You should watch it. Imitation game. So he creates this thing. The, the machine's named Christopher. It's, good guy, it's good the, guy, good guy. Good guy. Imitation guy. The Enigma machine. They, they, every, this is the thing that cracks it, right? The Nazis in the, in the end fucked themselves. Every single morning at 6am, they send out a weather report. So one of the words in the first line is weather for weather report. And they always sign it off with Heil Hitler. That's the last thing they sign it off with. So because fuck, they... <laughs> fuck the rest of them. So because they, the <laughs> because they know what those words are every single day, they know those words are going to be in it. They know those letters. So that's so how they, they start the programming it. But he creates this machine. But interestingly, Alan Turing was gay. He he was basically arrested and charged for indecency, right? Because he was because he was a gay man. 
right? Was he, was he caught in a toilet or something like that? No, they, they had caught somebody in a, in a club in Manchester. And I think, I don't know the truth of it, but in the film, the guy basically says that he was in Alan Turing's house and admits to being gay himself and then Alan Turing has to admit to it, right? But the judge either gives him two years in prison or chemical castration. So because he can't, he, he doesn't want to leave the machine or his studies or his work, he chooses chemical castration. He doesn't want to go to jail. Is. Which, like, I thought it was basically dip your boss in acid and wrote, no, it's you just basically take a tablet to remove any sexual urges you would have, right? But it basically just fucking fries your brain. It just makes you into a I wonder what it was. Mate, I can only imagine it was horrendous. So, anyway, was so, like, oh, well, he couldn't, he couldn't even do a crossword. And this is a guy who's one of the smartest minds that ever wow. existed, right? So he couldn't even do a crossword. Couldn't do anything. Long story short, he kills himself. He commits suicide. And he commits suicide. Because he's fucked up with these, these meds. Yeah. And he commits yeah. suicide by, he takes an apple and he injects cyanide into the apple. And he takes a bite at the apple and the cyanide kills him. And that is why the Apple logo is an apple with a bite out of it because of Alan Turing. So wow. if you look at your iPhone, anything, the Apple, the logo for Apple is an apple with a bite out of it. And that is because of Alan Turing. So the original computers that we know now is computers were, were originally called Turing's or Turing machines after Alan Turing. Wow. And that's how the and, Apple and comes computers out. also enjoyed gay sex in private. See, I mean, you just can't. This is thing, you just can't even no, that, enjoy a, an amazing the, story. That is a lovely story, right? But when, what was it called? The Enigma Game. What was it? <laughs> what was it called again? I thought you said something. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I, just to clear that up, I it's, said the Enigma uh, Game. Yeah, Enigma Squid Game. It's called the Imitation Game. Imitation Game. I was thinking about the fucking Generation Game. The fucking. I know you were. Eh? Bruce, good guy, good guy. Right, but think about this. This is in the so like everything that you use. Your whole career is based on computers, based and on that's machines. That's been a game, and it's invented that, which is no, brilliant. But what I'm saying is, this is came from. This is in the forties. This is in. Yeah. He wrote this paper in the thirties. So that paper that he wrote was called the Imitation Game, and it was an idea, a concept that one day. Man would be able to create a machine that could think for himself. Yeah. I.e. the computers or artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence, right? But imagine being so smart and so clever that you have not only invented that machine to crack a code, but had those concepts in nineteen in the thirties, and you try and explain so it to somebody. Yeah. They'd not got a fucking clue what you're talking about. It's like people That's try to tell me about TikTok. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Imagine That's probably how. how sorry. You fucking will be. I was saying the message when I watched it, there's a bit in it where he's like, people say that he's a recluse, right? And they're talking about him. I'm going, see if you were that intelligent, like beyond. Who can you the, talk to? You, you would be a recluse because you couldn't, you couldn't function with normal right. people because I'd be like, you're a fucking moron. That's how that's how he's probably like a glory hunter or just like in oh, the sort of dude, gay scene because he can't Listen, hear me out, hear me out. He probably can't have a, a, you know, you think of the birds back then. Well, listen, I'm actually developing a program that computers can think for themselves and artificial intelligence. And she's like, well, gee, I'd love a washing machine and an ironing board. And he's like, no, <laughs> what about this artificial intelligence? Are, then he's like, oh, fuck this. And then he just sticks stick his cock through the holes and toilets and that. You're on one of the ain't you? You're on one no, he's, not, just, mate, listen, he's not I'm George Michael. Try to keep it light. He's not George Michael, right? He's a I know he's Alan German. <laughs> he's been churning out bums up there. <laughs> Chilling out fucking computers and 
chilling out guys there. He knows passages. What, hey. what is it you do? I make computers, wee man. Get out of your mouth. He's one of the apples, don't eat that apple, you man. <laughs> anyway, so watch that. Don't, don't take a bite of the apple, just take a wee sniff out of there. Doctor, doctor. Why, why have you got apples in your window, so? I'm also developing this out called poppers, right? It's no day to have yet. Look. Yeah, no, how when the helmet, the helmet passes your sphincter and it's pure agony. Aye, have a smell of that, you man. Holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it feels like my bum hole's singing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, on top of old smoky, <laughs> covered in cheese. <laughs> anyway, how you been, mate? I've been all right. I, you, you know been? what? I, bizarrely, you know, you're watching really intellectual films and just like, you know, um, you know. I'm not, do you know what? We were struggling with a game, but we were struggling to find something to watch and it came up and I says to, I says to her and she's like, oh, how no? I said, have you seen the imitation game? She went, I have not. I said, put it on. She's like, I don't like Cumberbum. I went, I know. But he's dynamite in this. All oh, right. Is it Cumberpatch? It's in it. I've seen it. I've seen it. As in, as in, I've seen it advertised. But what, I mean, that's great. You're watching these intellectual films when I, the other night there, watched Finch with Tom Hanks and I have to say, it's on Apple player or whatever it is what a lot of pish see if I'd have watched that when I was maybe six I'd have fucking enjoyed it do you know what, I did it was think, so predictable uh, I did think when I when I saw the trailer for it um, I thought I might as well just go and watch Castaway no just don't watch anything just I fucking hate but the war after because honestly see the other night we were struggling to find anything to watch man right oh, and, uh, I put that <laughs> I put that Velvet Underground documentary on Mate, and fucking amazing. Do you know what, dude? I'll need, I'll obviously, I'll need to do it again because the first five minutes, I just, I was like, it's just so, I was like, I can't get it. It's too, too I, much. I started it too late at night. I watched this bizarre. I fucking watched that. Mate, because it was you posted about it and I thought, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like fucking read my mind. I says to Yaz, I was like, what, what do you want to watch? And I says, Mal says, this is really good. And she went, don't. No watching it. I can't watch it. <laughs> so we put it on. And so the mate, see, literally the first thirty seconds, I, I I had to leap for the remote control to turn the volume, and it was like, yeah, uh, I was like, weird. what the fuck? Uh, so I was like, right, I need to do this when I'm not tired and I can get into it because it does look great. I watched the trailer for it, oh, but it the first fantastic. five minutes, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. This is too much, man. Aye, uh, but they bizarrely as well. I mean, bizarrely as well. There's Lou Reed, who was, I guess, he was like in a closet homosexual. And what he was what's happening in this episode today? What, what's going on with you? We're, we're, we're up for the gays. We're cool with the gays. And and what was brilliant about that documentary? Well, actually, you go. I fucking forgot I even watched it until you reminded me. What I thought was brilliant about that documentary. So like, I was never like a Velvet Underground fan, right? Yep. I get right into fucking David Bowie. Started digging right into David Bowie's early stuff. Yeah, you did. And then David Bowie produced an album for Lou Reed which is another fucking amazing album. And then through that Lou Reed album, I then went back to Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. And then when I seen that documentary, I was like, I fucking watched that, man. And I, and I sort of kind of knew, I'm not like a fucking mad stalker, but I kind of knew Lou Reed was, was gay just because of the context, his contents, contents of his lyrics and the, like the song topics and stuff like that. You know, not that I had a problem with it, right? But... I was like, I'm not listening to any, any guys saying about gays and that, but there's something interesting about it. And then when it goes into it, and but it wasn't just so much about Lou Reed, it was about the John Cale guy 
who was the guy that brought the fucking chaos to the, the Velvet Underground music. So look, know that song, have you ever heard that? The one, uh, Waiting for My Man or whatever it's called. It's just, no, Heroin it's called. It's, it's Lou Reed singing about waiting to score some heroin. And there's just this fucking noise in it. And it's uncomfortable, it's unsettling, but it just makes the full song real. It goes into how he, this guy, this Welsh guy, studied drones just the one note noises and hoarding it and how that fucks with your head with all the harmonies and it's fucking amazing and he brought that madness to it but then also as the Velvet Underground wanted commercial success they were wanting to get rid of the madness but that guy John Cale's classically trained and then you're focusing on fucking a repetitive noise that just fascinated me man and also there's Andy Warhol connection and all the fucking nut jobs in New York and it was fucking honestly blew my mind <laughs> you're listening to the hashtag show <laughs> I felt like I fucking Mark Kimwood <laughs> Mark Kimwood and then I was like yeah it's fuck he studied drones and then I was like fuck me man anyway and they made just need shagging four out of ten I, mate I tell you nothing right what these are called Ringo's before I go into my Ringo topic is this some listeners I Italian hope you've got your tickets is this I hope you've your tickets for Hashtag Live yes we December got, 19th we have got the one and only Frank Sinatzi back my favourite the guy I listen to 24 7 <laughs> <laughs> my drive to work it's interesting anyway. that to, I think today is is it National National Far Right or National Anti-Semitic Day or something well, well Frank about gigging night then won't he so <laughs> Ringo's right now these are Italian biscuits. I was going to say they look fucking shite Italian biscuits. Hey Ringo, hey Ringo, it's not the Ringo from the 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 insect band, you know the the fucking the Beatles. Mm-hmm. It's the Ringo biscotti, and basically they're like Italian custard creams. Right. I don't know if it's just me or if it tastes like custard cream in Italy, but that's the closest thing I can describe it to, and they're fucking amazing. But they're no custard creams, but they've got that custard creamy vibe about them. So I've gone to MSL Arabs. What is it? ASMR. So it looks like hmm? I'll describe this for the for the people who are not on YouTube. It looks like the bottom half looks like a custard cream, and the top biscuit looks like a chocolate custard cream with a, a cream filling. I will say. Is that slightly front loaded on the on the filling? No, it's just the way I'm, I'm holding just it. Just the way so you're can... holding it, your I mental look. fingers. There you go. Mommy, how I love you, how I love you. That looks very, <laughs> the biscuit looks so dry, it's came away from the <laughs> from the filling. Well, Small it's kind of almost well. like I mean, a, what are, the, what are the other biscuits you can get with a cream an Oreo, an Italian Oreo. Oreo. It's kind of like an Italian Oreo. So I'm just, you know, they're no big enough to eat That's what they call when, uh, when, uh, when two black men have sex with a, a white woman, an Oreo. An Oreo. Or, or, a, or, a, or a white man. Uh, in Italy, we have a black man and a white man have exactly the woman we call it the Ringo. <laughs> it, sounds, it looks uh, small. They look small, the biscuits. Great. And totally custard creamy. No, my missus would never try a custard cream for the point of the 49 pence for a packet of 500. So she's just like, my <laughs> God, what is the ingredients here? I'm not eating them. But she'd eat Ringo's all day. Because they're Italian. Could, it's because they come in like the individually. Mate, that's that's the power of marking. You see if you were to take a custard cream, right? And you say to somebody, you buy Tesco's own brand, Morrison's own brand, whatever, and a fucking sleeve, a full sleeve of custard creams is like fifty pence, right? There'll be snobs like your Italian wife 
they'll turn mm-hmm. their nose up it. But if you take the exact same custard cream, wrap it individually and charge a pound, they'll pay a pound for it. Oh, aye, all day. So annoying. Do you know why a custard cream is one of the biscuits you eat it and you're just back at school or nursery? No. I used to go out my custard creams <laughs> and eat it for the corner and just grind it down. And then I'd stab something and I would fire it. You, re- <laughs> you really need to, speak <laughs> to see a psychologist. Did you uh, did you do it on the farm for a fireworks night? Were you enjoying it? I feel as if it just kind of came and went this year. I don't really see all the much. animals running about me. I can't see it. Our fireworks are wouldn't they be you know, full of sheep and the cows and all that, wouldn't they be? Right, we had to dig a, we had dig, right we had to build, a wee, build a wee den for the tour manager. He was in a hell of a state. He fucking hates it, man. I seen some guy, right? It's a boy I know, and he fucking messaged. I for all the snowflakes, we enjoy fireworks and all. For all the snowflakes complaining about our dogs, and after what, who are you trying to impress with that post? You know, yeah. I'm not like a fucking animal lover in lap, you know, but there are we animals are alright. And I was thinking, that's just like a macho post to try and get a rise out of cunts. I think I think the problem with it is is uh, you know as a as an animal as a animal owner animal lover I mean also the cat couldn't give a fuck the cat was up opening the window to try and get the noise in and fucking wind the dog up the cats don't care man that's are evil man they're, they're, they are the devil mate the yin the yin and yang of the dog world anyway but when I, when I was young see because you always had like big events organised by the council like when I was young I used to go to in Renfrew you go to Robertson Park right and there was always a massive <laughs> place so. But also see the stuff that you had in your back garden. The stuff you had in your back garden was a sparkler, a Catherine wheel, and a Roman candle. Whereas now there's people buying stuff for like two, three hundred pounds that are industrial oh, fireworks. Packs. Yep, yep. And it's saying things like, you know, light 30 meters away and they're in a fucking two meter long garden. And there's Mate. kids in a scheme fucking shiting themselves as six thousand shots go. See about fucking ten years ago, right? I knew uh-huh. this guy and he went. I can get you fireworks. And I went, I was working in the studio and I just had the kids. I thought, you know what? I love Even guys fucking, like I, I, But this guy was like, no, he goes, these are fucking fireworks. He goes like, right powerful ones. And I was just thinking he's bigging it up. It was somewhat fucking 30 quid or something. Right. And he brought them in. Wasn't any packaging in it? Fuck all, right? I'm talking, this is how I knew they were heavy duty. See the fucking sticks that held them. They were fucking almost like four by twos. They were aye, fucking aye. huge sticks, right? And then so the hangs big on, massive fucking butt plug on the top of it. The hangs on them, the wee ones were like the size of these microphones, and they were the wee ones. Aye. And then there was big fucking rockets, right? Like mental rockets, right? <coughs> and, and I thought to myself, holy fuck. Aye, they look like RP, like I feel as if I should be launching out like a bit of guttering. <laughs> so we used to do that when I was younger, with rockets, just put them in guttering and fire them at each other. Just kind of army uh, commando. But, Mal, right, sorry to jump in there, but do you know, see when you were young and you would like, so you would hold a rocket, right? And, fire and you would bowels. fire at your mate and it would hit them. But nothing would happen because... Well, I, so, don't, I don't know. That's no, how but, if you remember, mate, if you, they if start you were to go, advertising to be sensible with fireworks. I know, but there was like, always what? one. I'll never let off another firework. <laughs> Aye, but there was always one that used to <laughs> fucking just hold a bang. you like, why? <laughs> if you were to launch one of those rockets now... I miss those daggers. <laughs> if you were to launch one of those 80-pound rockets or something, they'd fucking take their heater. Oh, it'd fucking hold them too. Right, so anyway, <laughs> I got these rockets, right? Yep. Did I got park? No. Did I fucking go into the country? No. I went out my back door. And invited another couple up, and one of them, my best mate, he's a fucking fireman, right? He should have been working. He should have been working. Well, yeah, he, he was like, "Holy fuck, they're fucking massive, right?" And I went, "I know, we need to watch." Where did you see the fireworks? 
<laughs> I didn't let any half you right. And I was like, really? This boy says they're really, really fucking powerful. And he's like, fucking no shit. And I was like, yeah, man, they are. And then we're like, high five. Wait, wait, let's do this. And we high fived. And I had never had a big back garden or anything like that. It's the house in Paisley. And I propped it against the fucking wall, right? Yep. And I, and I dug it in. And we just tried the wee one at first. <laughs> and we fucking lit it, right? Oh, no. And we were like, giddy. And we kept, this, is how, <laughs> this is how scared I was. I kept the wains and the women in the house. Because I was like, I don't know how this, this is going to end. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just can look out the window at this. See your tap So we ran away, right, laughing. There's nothing worse when you, you light it and it goes, and then you leg it and it hasn't actually lit and you need to get back well, like a wee shite back. I used to get back like <laughs> Two centimetres at a time. But anyway, so that's still gone. 50 matches together, so you got a giant match. <laughs> this is still gone, right? And we run away. And it was a like, holy fuck. And it went, right? Then it's, all the things. I dug it in the ground too, too much. Oh, it so can't launch? Oh, no. Right, so it was fucking shaking about with this stick. It's going to blow. <laughs> and I was like, take cover. Right, and we were hiding behind the fucking stairs, right? I had a wee stair bit, and we were looking down the <laughs> And it exploded in the garden. I, I swear to fuck, man. I felt it in my face. You know that? And it went, boom, boom. And it caused it in the middle of the fucking... Ah, Honestly, think that would any closer to pit windies in. So then we'll at let's get out the big one. <laughs> take them on, take them on. There's nothing better than when it would, it would fall over and it would like shoot into the corner and you'd shit yourself and then it would like mm. blow back and then blow up again. You're like, oh, the that. ones that would just hit half the and be chasing about the fucking you'd be running about. Hey, that went, must be then, what it's like in Beirut, man. That was mental. One the and I remember one of the big ones that I did, I fired it and it hit the roof of like the hoochie zoo or the back. Cause it was just like you know, like I hadn't then I went also take the next one out, get it all loose and I sat it at an angle, but it just fired, hit the fucking roof, and then just fucking fucked off everywhere and blew up. But uh, you know, good signs, man. Good and apparently that's what the, the guy said they were actually meant to be fired from water. That's how fucking from strong water? they were. Ah, you might go into water and have a wee platform, fucking set it up, and then get to fuck. And your old dad's lighting it with a flag. I remember, I remember once getting once like when I was in one of my first flats, and all, all the boys were in, and we got these fireworks off a boy in Renfrew, and mate, see the fuse on it, it was like a bit of fucking rope, <laughs> the size of this thing. Long or short? Long but fat. It's like a lighting an actual bit yeah. of rope, and see the thing. See when we lit it, it went like, like it went so fast the fuse. And we're just like, no, no. hand grenade. It, it was it was the first one where it, it went up, like, out of the air, and then silence, and then all oh, the colour burst out, and then it went fucking bang. And I, I honestly, I shot myself. I was like, make sure you like that in the school. Don't like that here. But to go back to your mate about the, the point with the dugs, the, the problem being that, see if Bonfire Night was just the fifth, when you could plan for it so if you wanted right. to go out or if you had animals you go right you know what it's just for one night give the dog some volume make him a wee den he's fine but it's the fact that even the, the, weekend before before the, week it, after. the weekend before it was gone off and the days before it so you, you don't know and like I said the, the fireworks now they're, they're industrial man they're not meant to be for somebody in the house see to be fair when I had my wee dog it never gave a fuck about fireworks because we'd actually take up the park 
If I last night, all right. Doug, we used to take off the party, but in seeing that, that was the same we dug when I dropped tunnels of micro dots on the kitchen floor and all the fun off of them. Maybe you fucking sniffed at them up. I found uh, I found an article that I wanted to talk to you about. Right, just before you go into that, right before you yes. get into that, just to end on the fireworks subject. Uh-huh. When I was younger, we used to hang about the shops, and across to the shops was this guy. I'm not going to say his name, right? And he and he got a hard time for the bad boys, right? And it was a, it was a wee shame for him, right? And uh, every firework night, oh, when no. you could, well, as soon as you could buy bangers and that out the shops, in one year. These guys fucking lit a couple of bangers, put it through his letterbox, chapped his door, right? Mm-hmm. And horrible. So the boys came to the door, but mm-hmm. you couldn't see anything but the silhouette of the fire <laughs> and him screaming and dancing. That's not funny. Against the windy. No, it isn't funny, right? But it is funny. But then funny, the adult says to you, the adult says, that's terrible, that's fucking, that's scarred that boy for life. But the wee immature kid in you that you don't really like to bring out a lot, it's a right good chocolate, like, and he was doing this a Mexican dance, shiting himself. <laughs> and and they, they, could have, they could have fucking burnt the system into the ground. They could have. You just could have been in the jail. They were all right. They were good guys. You just could have been in the jail. No, I had fuck all day, but I was just hanging about shops and oh, the bad boys had done it. Yeah, yeah, the bad boys. I, I would never do something like that. That's, that's fucking, that's too evil. I would stand as a child and watch and laugh, but I would never do the guy, be the guy to do that. No, let's be honest, if you're young and a child and, and a big bad boys are bullying somebody, you're going to watch the fight. It's not only, and only until you're older that you'd maybe go, hey, stop that, guys, let's talk about this or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, hey, let's guys, all just be friends. Let's, let's welcome Jesus Christ into your yes. <laughs> Lord and Saviour. <laughs> Listen, if we all sit down and hold hands, we can talk in tongues. Hey, the guys. Lord. Do we all know Kumbaya? Come on, let's sing a song. About, you talk to your people. Hey, see my mate, he gave up heroin, right? And I fucking... <laughs> what, I what, what an opening line. What an opening line. And I met him no long after it. And he'd got in touch with the God Squad, obviously to help him out, right? And he's like, no kidding, you so my nickname is Lucky, right? And he's like, I'm not kidding you, Lucky, man. They've really put us on the higher ground, they put us on the right path. And I was like, I knew he was just a fucking nut job. And I was like, well, that's good. Because I was genuinely glad he was after the gear because he got on the right by the way. I said, that's fucking great, man. He's like, um, he goes, I've got to be talking tongues and all that. And I had never heard this in my life, right? What? I went, the what? <laughs> Now, if you're wondering where the rest of this episode went to, nip over to our Patreon to enjoy the full show. <laughs> the best thing is, they will not even know what 21 and a half gallons is at this point. Well, you are so much fun there, so much laughter. That's all over my Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show to unlock all of the episodes, and including this one and the extra content. Sign up for as little as £4 a month, a pound a week, to support the show and enjoy your favourite podcast. Do it now. See you later.